Hey, Mama. Hey, Mama. Hey, Mama. What you doing? Hello, friends. Welcome to Co-Parenting, your Thrive Guide podcast. My name is Deborah Lene, and I am the host of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me again this week. I am so grateful, and I know I say that every week, but I truly am grateful for everyone that has listened and appreciate everyone's feedback from last week. So I found out some exciting news this week that my podcast has been ranked number six for the top co-parenting podcast for 2021. Whoa, if y'all could have heard me when I found out this information, it I was very excited and I still am excited. The website feedspot.com ranked my podcast as number six on the top co-parenting um, podcast for 2021. And so I am so grateful. I was so excited. And it really feels like that for me, this labor of love is starting to show some encouraging signs. So I'm very excited. So for everyone that has shared, commented, posted, subscribed, listened to all of the stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And my prayer and my goal is that I continue to provide helpful, inspiring, encouraging content that you can use in your own co-parenting journey so that we all continue to do better because, you know, we want to do better for the babies, right? And so I really, really appreciate all the support. It means so much to me. And thinking about the time of year that we are in right now, I was thinking about Easter coming and Passover and all of the rich religious traditions that many people have. And so the subject I want to talk about today is about religion and co-parenting and how to strike a balance. For many of us, if you were raised in a religious home, you know that Easter, one of the most meaningful times of the year, like for me in a Protestant home, Easter and Christmas were the most meaningful religious holidays of the year. And so I wanted to give some guidelines or talk about how you approach this subject with your co-parenting partner, your ex, however you want to describe it. And maybe we'll give you some guidelines and give you a little insight on how you can best navigate the religion and co-parenting that we all have to figure out, right? So for me, as you all know, or some of you know, growing up in an extraordinarily strict religious family, our entire life was based on religion. There was no, there was no daylight between a home life and a religion. It was our world. And as I got out of that religion and in my 20s was trying to figure out what I really believed, I had to really work at not being bitter and angry and 
all of the negative words that I could use to describe how I felt about religion and not put that on my daughter, especially Bree, my oldest one, because I was in the pro when I had her, I, I was in the process of trying to figure that out. So while her father and I really, I believe, struggle with the religious thing, because I for a while in my 20s was like super anti-religious. And then went through a period where I went to church every Sunday, and I took Brie, and Brie was part of this. Um, you know, she always went to church and until probably her teenage years when I decided to quit going to church because, <clears throat> excuse me, because I was just kind of over it. <laughs> and so I think that striking that balance and as kids get older, allowing them to figure out what traditions and how much of the religion they want to play is very, very important. One of the things that I think that we need to consider as co-parents with either different religions or no religions at all is religious traditions versus in complete indoctrination. There is a, a difference between sharing your faith with your child and then having them participate in certain religious rites or passages. And what I mean by that is like baptism, confirmation, bar mitzvahs. Um, parents should, of course, be allowed to talk to their children about their faith and to share aspects, what's important to them. But for me, I believe that participating in rituals should really require both parents talking about that and consenting to that. And I think that if you're trying to figure out your co-parenting plan, that this is a subject that should be negotiated and talked about. And because at some point it could become a legal issue and not to get into legalities, but this is the important part that I think many people don't include in their parenting plans and that will become an issue, especially if you guys aren't together anymore and one parent believes strongly in their religion and the other parent doesn't, it can become a real issue. And so I think that figuring that out is very important when you're figuring out a co-parenting plan. And let me just digress. And I'm not trying to give mar marital advice at all, but when we are choosing a spouse, a partner, whoever that we're going to share our life with. And we're trying to figure out if you want to spend your time and procreate with this person. That in addition to figuring out how to finance together, you also need to figure out how you're going to religion together. I think that's so important because... In, your, in my younger years, I was like, oh, I would date a guy or whatever and be like, eh, it's not that important, religion. But trust me, as you get older, it becomes more important what the religion is. Because I'm never going to be with someone who is super dogmatic about religion. That's just for me. I'm never going to be with that person. Because 
of my background and what I experienced as a child. I'm never going to be with someone super hardcore religious, has to go to church three or four times a week. That's never going to be the person that I associate with. In my 20s, I was like, meh, yeah, maybe that's fine. But as you get older and you really start to know what you want and don't want, that becomes more important. So figuring that out ahead of time. And I know, I know we're all, most of the people that listen to me already have children. So you've already done that. But I'm just saying, if you're a young person in your 20s and you already have a child and you're looking for a spouse or you're wanting a spouse, that that would be a really big conversation that you want to have about how important of a role that religion plays in their lives. Okay, so that was just a little digression. I think for me, as I have gotten older, that being a good moral person and loving your neighbor as yourself and doing unto others as you want others done to you is extraordinarily important. And so if you look at all the religions, their message is one of a good moral message. So focusing on a religion misses the forest for the trees, right? And I don't know of any religious story that is devoid of a moral message. I don't. And if my children learn a parable from the Bible, I want to prioritize the moral message over the religious one. So for instance, if your child, say you don't go to church, but your co-parent is very church oriented and goes to church or goes to mass or whatever, and your child comes home from the week of being with them and talks about, oh, we went to church and I learned whatever it was. You can, instead of getting angry, if, if you don't want that in, in your child's life, instead of getting angry about that particular, that your co-parent partner is making them go to church or whatever, you can turn that into what they learned is really a good thing. So focusing on what the moral message is and letting it go, because trust me, 20 years from now, you're not going to really remember or be focused on the fact that your co-parent made them go to mass or synagogue or temple, whatever. You're, you're not going to focus on that. And if you focus on the moral message versus the religion, it will be a much less contentious relationship that, that you have with your co-parent partner. The second thing that I want to talk about is morals and core values. We all want our children to have good morals and good values. And so as a parent, we should focus and do some soul searching and ask ourselves why sharing if, say you're the religious one, right? So why is it that sharing religion with your child matters? And be honest with yourself and make sure that you're not making this an area into a battleground due to like anger with the spouse. Instead, 
consider the values of your religion and what you hope your child will learn from your faith. I believe that this personal exploration will help inform how you want to talk to your co-parent about your child's faith. And I will say that for me, with Brie especially, and I always revert back to Brie because it's when I was going through a lot of religious thought, what do I do? Who am I? Do I believe in God? Do I not believe in God? And like I said previously, I went to church every Sunday up until Bree's mid-teens, I think. And then that's when I stopped. I have had such a conflicted relationship with religion. And I had an experience at a church here in Durham. And it was awful. And I just said, I don't ever, it's just not worth it to me to go to church. I didn't feel like I was getting what I needed for my soul from church. And I have chosen not to go back. So, but that's for me. And that's not for everyone. And as, and I wanted Bree to figure out what God, spirituality, religion meant to her. And her and Alex, her husband, they have really developed their own path and their own religion. And it's one that is personal to her. And that is what I wanted for my daughter. She is very spiritual, but yet she is so accepting and loving And I know those two should fit together always, but growing up the way I grew up, it didn't always fit together. So I am so grateful that Brie has found the God and what works for her. And I absolutely did the best that I knew how with the tools and the skills that I had at the time to help her figure that out. And I think that We all want our children to figure out what is important to them and how God identifies with them personally versus forcing it on. I want to talk, the next thing I wanted to talk about was about holidays and traditions. What are the holidays, rituals, and traditions that you want your child to experience? And how do you imagine those experiences would be for your co-parent? And what religious traditions do you imagine he or she would like to share? So when you're thinking about how you're going to manage this co-parenting religious thing with your other co-parent partner, try to imagine the other co-parent, how they would feel about it and how they might coexist. So for instance, maybe if Easter um, the death of Christ and then resurrection of Christ, if you're Protestant, maybe if that's super important to you, then you can navigate this and say, you know, these are the holidays and the religious traditions that are important to me. When you and your co-parent partner are figuring out the, which child, the child that goes you know, are they going to spend that holiday or this holiday and really have these tough conversations. And I think that it's important to have 
and 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 to be honest about what is important to you and the religious traditions that you want to pass down. There are many families that will navigate this, and maybe there's one that's agnostic or atheist parent and one that's a religious parent. And I feel like if you can manage these up front, it's better than doing it in the moment, right? So you set the expectation. And this will put less pressure on the child and the child will ultimately be happier. The last thing is above all respect. And I think that with any of the co-parenting thoughts or ideas that we have, showing respect is crucial. And operating from that place of respect, it establishes a really good foundation and a model how to sort through conflict constructively for our children. And I think we should try to be genuinely understanding of the other co-parent's point of view. It's, it's crucial. And especially around such a sensitive topic as religion. And trying to share our viewpoint without being defensive or belittling the other religion is so important. When our children grow up, we want them to ultimately decide how to incorporate religion and spirituality into their life. And if we as parents have modeled the values of our religion, love, kindness, compassion, non-judgmental, we are giving our children the best gift possible. So we want to look for the positives in the religions and never point out the negatives. And I know that's hard to do in real life. I mean, but that's the goal. And if we're working towards that goal, that's all we can do. We're never going to do it perfect, right? You can appreciate a religion without actually subscribing to it. That's really possible. And there is a beauty in in the ritual. There is a beauty in the music. There is a beauty in the message of any religion. And I know, so I'm going to give you a quick story. I rarely listen to religious music. Once in a while I do, but I, I rarely do. And yesterday, Ava and her brother Jaden and I were at Loco Pops. And we were sitting outside having ice cream. And a truck or a van or whatever pulled up beside and they were blasting religious music. And it was one of my favorite songs and it was beautiful. And I sat there. It was beautiful outside. Of course, you, you, you all know me and the weather. I love I love me some good weather. But we sat there and listened. The kids were playing and it was it was a really beautiful moment for me just enjoying the outside, the beauty, and then listening to that song. So there is a beauty to it, right? There's a beauty in the ritual. There's a beauty in the music and the message. And so we don't have to critique it, right? It can just be accepted for what it is. And then let our children take of it what they want, right? So that it becomes theirs. And it doesn't become something that is forced onto them that they'll later have to work through and figure out. The point I'm trying to convey to them is that morality, respect, 
open-mindedness, kindness, love for our, our other humanity is the most important thing that we can give them. And if they grow up to become religious, I want them to be able to have made that decision freely and openly and with a clear mind. And so that is the most important thing that we can give our children is that the power of choice, right? Because if I choose something, I've no I I've done it knowing what is good for me. And there's really that's something that is internal and that will hold for years to come. So if something's forced on me, I'm never going to do it long term, right? But if it's something that's made out of my own, like, who is this? Who am I? Do I want this in my life? It is something that will stick with me. And so being a good role model, honestly, and showing love, compassion towards all is really the goal. I trust that this has been helpful for you as everyone's trying to figure out this co-parenting journey. I, my prayer is that you find this sacred season, a time of growing and doing better as a human. I know for me, I do. I always, some people do, do Lent, Ash Wednesday, all of that. I know for me, I do a lot of reflection and do a lot of meditating just to have more peace in my life. So I hope you all have a wonderful week. I am looking forward to next week where I will be interviewing my friend Jessica Bottish and Naomi Stroud. These are two ladies that are stepmothers and bio moms, and they have successfully navigated a relationship for 20 years. And I am looking forward to sharing with you all their insight and knowledge about co-parenting and stepmoms versus bio moms. And so I hope you'll, you'll tune in next week for that as well. Have a great week. I love you guys. Thank you again for the support. Hey, mamas. Thank you so much for joining me again today on Co-Parenting Your Thrive Guide podcast. You can download your free Thrive Guide on my website at DebraLene.com. If you enjoyed the show today, don't forget to rate and review me wherever you get your podcast. It really goes in supporting the podcast and I would really appreciate your feedback, good or bad. I would love to hear from you. My new podcast comes out every Monday, so please join me next Monday. Until next time, I am Deborah Lene, and remember for this week to lead your conversations with honesty, clarity, and love, and always give grace extended.